Hey everybody, it's BK here, Soft Rep News Roundup Podcast, and yeah, I know, I need some intro music or something, and I'm going to get to that, but for right now, I'm kind of uh, not exactly in an optimal place to have all the luxuries of the modern podcast, so we'll just kind of make do with what we have so far, but I will get uh, more accoutrement as we go forward. Anyway, let's talk about the big story this week, right? It's Brexit, which is a terrible, awful term, but since that's what everybody's calling it, we'll just go with it. So Great Britain has voted to leave the European Union, and people are pretty much losing their minds over it. Um, I guess I just don't really understand what the big deal is. Uh, This isn't like a helpless country here that really needed the help of its uh, compadres, England has one of the premier militaries in the world. Uh, it's the center of uh, finance, one of the centers of finance in the world. It's uh, very much involved in international trade and real estate and finance, and uh, it will remain so. And people shouldn't mistake a one-day or probably very temporary instability in the stock market for some great financial meltdown that's going to come. As a matter of fact, a lot of the smart money is already putting money on the recovery or has changed their bets accordingly. But I did get kind of a kick out of some of the reactions because, first of all, I really like personally when when people rebel against what they've been told to do. And, And make no mistake about it, this vote was basically... Every single person wanted to stay in the European Union who mattered, okay? All the corporations wanted to. Most of the politicians wanted to. Uh, it, was a, it was a safe bet for celebrities to come out and say they wanted to. So you had you know, guys like David Beckham saying, we've got to stay, we've got to stay. Uh, academia wanted to stay. The media wanted to stay, most of the media. So it, it's, it, was, uh, it, it was a case of where pretty much most of the major institutions wanted to stay and the people voted to reject it anyway. Now, you know, sometimes I don't agree with what happens, but even if you don't agree with the outcome, you got to kind of love that. I I know I do. I'm a big fan of uh, people rejecting conventional wisdom sometimes. So I really appreciated that. But also the reaction, the hysteria of the media, you're having... You're having people saying this is the end and England just killed itself. And I'm like, the the English people had their city pretty much burned to the ground in World War II. Uh, The Nazis decimated London. I think they can handle a little bureaucratic shuffling. So to me, it's absurd, these people saying, oh, this is the end of days, this is the end of days. It's nonsense. Don't believe it. And just because something like this happens in our lifetime... It's kind of a natural thing, I think, for people to wig out, right? Like, we've all read about these empires that came and went, and they rose and fell, and, you know, the, whether it was the Roman Empire or the, yeah, the Yugoslavian Empire or the any, any other kind of empire you can think of. And it's kind of the same thing with, like, a, a global warming. People wig out about talking about, you know, coastlines changing and sea levels, and it's like, well, didn't we learn that this happened throughout history and it probably will always happen throughout history and just because we see it happen in our lifetime we freak out and I think it's the tendency of the human brain can't really comprehend 
how massive a time scale is. So we are born into this world and we think it's just going to stay the same way forever. And it's kind of dumb. So this country of England that dominated the world for centuries joined a, what began as ostensibly a trade union of other countries to free trade and all the rest. And it gradually morphed into this crazy insane bureaucratic nightmare and that's what they always end up doing because remember the prime motivation for bureaucracy is to sustain itself and uh, I linked to a great article on the Gatestone Institute uh, in the roundup and it was pretty funny it was given some examples of the European Union and how insane it was and all the crazy regulations they would have and uh you know, like one of them was the, uh, the the banned vacuum cleaners that used up a certain amount of wattage, and uh, another another good one was they had a, they had a regulation on cucumbers that said you know a cucumber is allowed a bend of a certain millimeter, and that will be described as like a class one cucumber, and a class two cucumber is any cucumber that bends outside of that range, which is pretty funny and just an example of how how nutty it's gotten and then even further watching the uh, reaction on twitter especially among like the really young people was pretty funny too so uh, all these young people were basically saying oh these stupid old people shouldn't be allowed to vote because i'm 16 years old and i know what's going on and they're stupid and they don't know anything and it's like, well, they kind of have a lot more life experience than you do, dummy. So maybe you shouldn't be allowed to vote. But uh, they, they, were, they were wigging out. But when you ask them why exactly, really, and I looked, I looked at Twitter a lot just because I try to get the feel of what people are talking about. And the main reaction, the main concern really was, well, it's going to be harder for me to travel. And I'm like, really, dude? Like... It's not that bad. I've go, gone throughout Europe plenty of times, and there really isn't that big of a deal when you stand in the line that's non-EU citizenship versus the other one. So I just, I just kind of laughed at all of that. Uh, these, it just seems, I, I just think they don't want change, and they're terrified of the change of anything. And it's kind of depressing in a way, though, because it really makes you realize that that generation would give up a lot of liberty for convenience, comfort, whatever you want to call it. My, my good friend uh, used to throw a phrase around all the time. He called it, hey, we're crippled by comfort. And he's totally right. You know, the, the, we want things to stay easy. That's our human nature. Once they're, once they're an easy thing, then we don't want to kind of give that up. So, it's, it's kind of discouraging because to me as an American, I look at this and other people have looked at it, and we had a pretty good uh, debate over this on the Soft Rep Writers page. Um, I, I couldn't, can't imagine another outside bureaucracy telling the United States what to do, how to conduct its affairs, or run its business. And uh, that's what the European Union was essentially doing with England. They had incredible veto power over trade and other things and, and, and running their day-to-day -day life. And, and finally, people have had enough. And to me, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pay a little bit more for the goddamn cucumber with the 10-millimeter bend. 
if it means that I don't have a bureaucrat, a foreign bureaucrat at that, telling me what to do. I just don't understand that mentality of, of people. And the other funny thing about the young people is like, you know, these are all good liberals. So to see them carrying on about, you know, oh my God, the stock market and, you know, all this. And it was just, I just thought it was so ironic that the people who are constantly screaming about the rich are now the ones going to bat for the rich because God forbid the rich should lose a few pounds uh, sterling, pounds sterling that is. And that was funny to me because I'm like, wow, you're really concerned now all of a sudden about the one-tenth of one percenters who might lose like one-tenth of one percent of their net worth be, you know, because of uh, there might be a few trade restrictions now. It's ridiculous. And and the same again, and the you know, the, and the anarchist crowd was out there too, and the 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 no rules crowd. But they're protesting, but they're protesting. They want to stay in the EU, and that to me was just funny. So, in all, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. But if you if I had to make a prediction, yeah, sure, there's going to be some instability for a while while they sort things out. Hey, they might even. They might even have a, a, a re-Brexit they're talking about, and they have a petition online to, to reverse it. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, they do have a petition. It's kind of a scam petition because somebody's already pointed out that uh, most of the signatures are from people who don't even live in Great Britain. So we'll kind of see where that goes. But if I had to guess, I think there's going to be a little bit of instability while everything shakes out, and then pretty much nothing's going to happen. Um, but the other the other charge that I wanted to get into that people were making was they made a big deal about how this was like very xenophobic and nationalistic and everything. And now I'm personally I I am a nationalist. I don't think it's it's a dirty word or connotation. I believe in country and borders and you know any anybody can come to America if they want to be a part of America. I'm like the Teddy Roosevelt nationalist. I say if you want to be an American, then you're going to be an American. You know, you come to the country and you learn our language and learn our customs. and doesn't mean abandoning your own culture, but it means that generally you're going to adapt to our culture, and that's what sensible countries usually do. And it's been proven and documented that uh, the English globalists uh, flooded open the border. And I, again, I linked to an article that has uh, quotes from senior officials on this, that uh, they deliberately imported people because they wanted different voters and they just did it. There wasn't like, you know, they didn't, they didn't like pass a law. This just, that's the thing. These things just happen. Nobody passed a law or debated in Congress like, hey, maybe we should let 10 million people from Latin America and South America come in. And nobody, that, no, that would be voted down, obviously, if it was put to a vote. That's why it's never put to a vote. They just do it. So with this Brexit, these people didn't like the way it was the country was being having their immigration policy, so they did something about it. And far from being xenophobic, to me, it was a common sense move. They didn't like it, so they voted against it. And you can call them xenophobes. I don't think that's a stupid. I think that's a stupid word. It's supposed to be cutting, but being concerned about your country's character and culture being overwhelmed is hardly a bad thing to me. It's it's a common sense, and nobody would want it. Nobody from any country would want it. I mean, if you think you think Mexico wants a hundred thousand white guys waltzing into TJ and taking over the place, <laughs> hell no. I'll tell you, as someone who lives in San Diego, hell nah. Anyway, but let's move on from that. So Brexit, yeah, it's a big deal. Let's see what happens. Uh, what else did I talk about? 
Oh, I talked about I, I put up that uh, tweet of uh, my uh, my new knife that I got from my man at Half Face Blades. Um, he's a ex seal, uh, makes great stuff. So you guys should check out his Instagram. I mean, it's not cheap. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, that's uh, hopefully that'll be something I pass down to my son one day. And I kind of uh, splurged a little bit on some engraving, but you know you certainly don't need to do that. His prices are pretty comparable to any other. Uh, custom handmade knife but uh, I thought it was pretty cool and what's, I thought what the hell I treated myself so I got a few new pieces of kit that I'm gonna keep my eye on so check it out I'll put them up as I get them uh, moving on oh yeah big story this week so the transgender troop ban is gonna be lifted well we all knew that was coming um, and as readers of the roundup know <laughs> I've I've said more than a few words about my thoughts on transgender uh, persons, so I'm not. I didn't really want to write a, yet another goddamn article on transgender because I think I've pretty much beaten it into the ground. But uh, it's just a. Uh, it, it's it's pretty crazy that this is what our military is concerned with in this day and age. I mean, with the world as unstable as it is right now, and this is like a top priority of the Obama administration. And their their priorities do not match up with what my priorities would be. As I pointed out, some of you guys probably saw in the uh, news this week how the Marines were uh, reactivating planes from the boneyard because they couldn't find enough parts and they didn't have enough planes for themselves. There was another article that I linked to that talked about how our special operators have to swap out guns because they can't have their own weapon. The guys at home have to wait until the guy gets back from deployment and get his weapon. I mean, you're talking basic stuff here. And those are the guys who are actually out war fighting. Those aren't the guys in the rear with the gear. Those are the guys who are on the front lines going toe to toe. And to for them to not have the proper equipment and you're worried about transgender troops, to me is just a goddamn joke. Um, now, in the article, I was curious because uh, that Congressman Thornberry, he brought up some valid points. He's like, hey, who's, who's going to pay for all this? I mean, where, what, what, to what extent are we going to facilitate a transgender person's transition? I mean, are, is this just going to be hormone therapy? Is this going to be actual sex change surgery? What do we do for that person? I mean, now they're they're incapable of serving, right? I mean, if somebody goes under undergoes a major surgery like that, they're out of the fight, even if they're not a fighter. Or they're just the guy who puts gas in planes. They're going to be out of the loop for a long time. I mean, you have some kind of genital <laughs> surgery, you're going to be out for a long time. So uh, why are we why are we doing that? Because you're just a you're not a force multiplier at that point. You're actually the opposite. You're weakening everything. And uh, th those questions have yet to be answered. And then there was another big one that said, well, how long is somebody going to have to serve? Like, shouldn't somebody have to be in for a while before they start taking advantage of this policy, if indeed that is the policy to support full-blown transition? I mean, and, and knowing, like I said in the article, I, I would bet that Probably that won't even. They'll probably just say like, "Hey, as soon if a guy comes in and otherwise he's qualified, we'll pay for it." Again, it's absurd. Um, it shouldn't happen. I've had mixed feelings upon people doing it anyway with their own money. 
as I've written in other articles. I think there's some medical ethics involved. Uh, I'm not really comfortable with it, but now that it's my tax money, I'm like, hell no, this shouldn't even be, this shouldn't even be up for discussion. It's totally wrong. And I mean, what if the guy changes his mind? Or I'm just saying guy for now because let's just, uh, most, most transgenders are men to women, uh, statistically. But some change their mind. Now, what if they want to change back? Is the military on the hook for that one too? You know, this is, these are the types of detailed questions that nobody ever really talks about. They just speak in these big generalities. So um, I wish they would answer some of this stuff, but clearly they're not going to. All right, what do we got next? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Omar Mateen. Yeah, we have the uh, Orlando terrorist, or as uh, Loretta Lynch would say, uh, yeah, we just don't know why he did it, <laughs> which, was, which was pretty unbelievable to me. You know, it's not, and, and they know, don't get it, don't, you, you can't start thinking and falling into the trap like they don't know, because clearly they know. But this is the message they want to put out. Like, hey, you know, we're going to downplay the jihad. You know, let's turn it into a hate crime because that way we don't have to talk about Islamic jihad. I mean, it's, it's a joke. And uh, Loretta Lynch already, she's setting a new bar in uh, crappy attorney generals. Uh, Eric Holder was bad. This one might be ten times worse. I mean, th- I feel like lately we're in, like, this lawless society, like, Laws only apply to certain people, and we look the other way or try to ascribe different motivations to different groups, depending on what group you're in, and it's just absurd. Like, and the the, the part, the whole Department of Justice and the government, they're all complicit. And I didn't put this in the news roundup, but it reminded me of the uh, that the Syed Farouk case. Remember, Syed Farouk was the San Bernardino shooter, right? So they did a big story, the Office of the Inspector General did a big story about how right after the shooting they were looking for that guy who bought him the guns and they wanted some information and some of the, uh, some federal uh, law enforcement went into the, uh, the DHS building where a supervisor named Irene Martin worked. This was for, uh, she worked for U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. And the agents uh, busted in there and said, hey, we need to see some records. And this, this supervisor, Martin, she delayed them. Uh, she, she made them wait in a lobby. She completely lied and said, oh, uh, well, you, I'm not authorized. There, there's no, this is a sanctuary building, if you can believe it. And then the office of the inspector general came out and said, uh, no, that's, <laughs> there's, there's no such rule about that. But the... Uh, you know the really the really damning the damning paragraph that I watched that I was reading in this story was uh, okay so the agents she she detains the agents these are federal law enforcement I mean I was under the impression that federal law enforcement could pretty much go where they want especially when they're you know they got the tack gear on and they're looking for a guy who may be involved with a mass slaughter but uh, apparently they can't even they are no match for the uh, bureaucracy. But there's a great paragraph that uh, Irene Martin, and I'm just going to read it here, 
Um, while trying to get authorization to allow the agents to search the building, Martin left the agents waiting in the lobby another 30 minutes. She called the USCIS district director in Los Angeles, who then called the regional director in Laguna Niguel, who then called the associate director of field operations in Washington, D.C., who then met with UCIS counsel, according to the report. Do you believe this? This is all to get a guy who might have been an accessory to a mass murder. And you wonder why we have a lawless, completely broken border? It's absurd. And this is all part of Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Justice because they don't want to do anything about this stuff. That's their thing. And not only was this woman not punished, she's up for a promotion. Oh, and the best part, too? She's up for a, uh, she was up for a award, too. Yeah, can you believe this? She was up for a, uh, a Valor Award. Uh, which was hilarious. She's um, this this award. I'm looking at it now. Uh, they, it's some kind of valor award. I don't know exactly what the name of it, but it's a prestigious agency award. But uh, they did have a description of the award, which is described as quote the highest departmental recognition for extraordinary acts of valor by an employee or group occurring while on or off duty and is reserved for those who have demonstrated extraordinary courage in a highly dangerous, life-threatening situation or emergency under extreme stress and involving a specific act of valor, such as saving another person's life or property, end quote. Now... They, they also note that past Valor Award recipients have included government employees who've saved people from, like, burning cars, sinking ships, stopping a mass shooter, stuff like that. And uh, they declined to state why this hack was receiving this award, which is, which, what, basically, she's receiving it because she was the turd who stuck around the longest, and now it's her turn, because that's how the real world works, which is... Freaking depressing, if you ask me. I'm trying to watch my, uh... I'm trying to see if I cannot curse during these whole things, so bear with me. It's a, I'm challenging myself. So we're kind of limited by uh, time and technology to just covering that those couple stories, but I'll be putting up new podcasts as we can and uh, keep trying to get better at doing this. And in the meantime, you guys check them out and read the roundup, and thanks a lot for supporting the article and uh, supporting what we try to do here. Thank you for listening.